This is exactly right. I have a show announcement. I'm doing an online stand-up show with a one-on-one meet-and-greet to follow. It'll be performed at Nightlight Studios on October 8th at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Early bird tickets can be purchased for 10 bucks today through September 30th at nightlight.tv. That's nightlight.tv. Thank you. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. I'm home, Karen. Chris. As you can see by the background. You're, there's a distinct lack of beautiful paintings behind you. That's how I know you're back in L.A. You mean these beautiful paintings? <gasps> it's That's backwards. Oh! Oh, yeah, that's mine. That's the wrapped one. I haven't taken it out yet. I also grabbed a lot of my dad's paintings that I've admired over the years. And and I realized when I got home, I don't have a lot of wall space. (laughs) I have. Should we open a gallery? Yeah, I got it. Jim Fairbanks. That's the only answer. I have to open a gallery in my father's name. You should, and it's going to be. I don't. I think the rent each month for the gallery space I'm envisioning for him is going to be about fifteen grand. So, but I guess we should start making more merch. Huge endowments for such things. Oh, is that true? Should, yeah. Could we tap into? Yes. Maybe the, maybe David Geffen would help us. Yes. The just the government right now is way into the arts, and they're just pouring money. Ugh. I know that the yep. liberal arts college in my hometown is just thriving. <laughs> Just, I mean, it is what these people care about the most. Expression, mm-hmm. compassion. Yes. I. Uh, but I had the best time. And oddly, though, I walked into my apartment, and I don't know if it's in my brain, but I'm smelling hints of some kind of animal urine. Now, oh. I don't know. There is a hole. <laughs> There's a hole in my closet that is... <laughs> Casually covered with clear tape. Okay. And I noticed that when Scotch? I was putting... Yeah, yes. Of the, <laughs> I mean, it's packaging tape, at least. It's, okay, okay. It's a thicker grade of scotch. and uh, But I noticed, noticed it when I moved in, and I just kind of put my clothes in there anyway. But that is where I should go check to see if there's a hole in that tape, because I'm just sensing... I don't know if there was a cat in here, but it smells like cat. Maybe yeah. it's a ghost cat could have been um that the previous tenants had cats and you didn't notice when you first moved in and and now it's like with the summer and the heat and everything that's been going on while you were away it is i i my nose is deacclimated because i've been smelling (laughs) fresh montana air up until the fire thing let me ask you a couple questions now looking back on your trip we'll do a little bit of a scrapbook of your trip your stay in montana was it love scrapbooking uh the verbal scrapbook (laughs) oh creative (laughs) memories my sister was a consultant uh it's a scrapbooking uh Hustle. Anyway, oh, I uh, oh, okay. I was there a month and a half. Okay. What would you say was your favorite dinner that was made for you at your dad's house? Oh, that's a good question. My uh, stepmom, Mel, is actually a very good cook. And right. she made many a meal. But what is standing out the most, I'm a real sucker for a shrimp pasta situation. Oh, And I don't know if that means scampi. I throw that word scampi around a lot. <laughs> 
but I think it was, yeah, it was like a shrimp scampy noodle situation. And I shrimp that far inland. That's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. You know, they risky. flash freeze it and they can send it okay. anywhere. Even when you have shrimp here in California, they're not just pulling it out of Venice Beach, you know. It's Is that coming. true? Yeah, it's it's coming from where shrimp are big and and being frozen and sent here too. Same with our sushi. Like they're not necessarily getting yellowfin tuna out of the Pacific in San Diego. Oh, yeah, I think I don't eat. I don't eat seafood, so none of this impacts me. Oh, I just um because I just I, worry about old fish. Yeah, yeah, I do. I wonder what they do when they're bored. It's got to be. <laughs> I worry about elderly fish. No one's mm. visiting them now Ugh. because they're in their little fish homes. <laughs> Let's move on. What was it in the evening? Did you guys watch a TV show together? Did you uh, ever play cards or games? Did you do like a family fun thing or was it like every man to his area? No, I my dad uh, watches a lot of programs and I yep. watched those with him it wasn't until i got to my sisters that it's like we are playing games and we're playing <laughs> yes. uh and we are we started watching cobra kai which is for kids and i heard so it was good though like it's I enjoyable knew, i did too i heard too, but it is laughably a lot of the dialogue i was rolling my eyes and going and yelling no but I couldn't stop watching it. Yes, and yeah, I yeah. got into the second season and I watched last night. I watched like four episodes. And I mean, the fight scene, there are kids. They just live in a world where there's group fights every day. Otherwise, they sure. couldn't show off that these kids <laughs> learn karate. And they film it in using the same film techniques as kung fu movies. Like someone gets kicked and they just spin in the air as they fly on yes. you know like great and they speed it up and it looks like jackie chan fighting but it's kids and i'm afraid that that taps into something with me and i and then they showed all of johnny the bad guy you know the blonde guy from uh yep yeah his name is william something that act they had all the old cobra kai actors hell doing yeah cameos and one of them had cancer and he died. I mean, that's a bit of a spoiler. But Wait, I wonder if my friend, Ken, do you know Ken Daly? He's on Blank Apache and Brian Posehn's podcast, um, Nerd Poker, which is a D&D play, game playing I podcast. I know about the podcast, but I don't know him, no. Okay, so our, my friend Ken Daly, who's one of the very first people I met when I moved to Los Angeles in 1994, is he is one of those classic, he is a LA native. You uh -huh. never meet those. He was a child actor. He was he played the son on a Star Wars Christmas special from 1977. A Christmas special like, I have watched. Yes. Okay, he's the curly-haired son uh, uh, on that on that Christmas special. Ken has had the most fascinating career in life. He was in the I wonder if I had now I have to watch it because he was in the original Karate Kid as one of the Cobra Kai uh, toughs that like when they get in that fight on the beach, he's there like, "Yeah, man." And yeah. like Well, the three or four of the main Cobra Kai guys are in the movie and you know oh, they don't act anymore they're probably lawyers and own car yes, dealerships absolutely and stuff. yeah and uh, yeah i bet he's in there what do you remember what was he johnny or bobby or kenny they all had well he might have been kenny because they may have given them their own names but he had he was from one i remember all of us watching it together just to like yell and laugh because he was in it uh, i think he was wearing a block jacket and he has curly hair Oh my. And he has like a not very Irish looking face. Yeah, you know, even like, the evil sensei was in it. I love that. That be, you know what they're doing? They're making television or Netflix or whatever. It's Netflix, right? Yeah. They're making shows intentionally so that the parents and kids can watch together. That's so smart. It is. And I did. My nieces loved it. They're 16 and they were like, and we, they were cringing at the same things, but it is the formula, I wish I knew how to write like this, or in general, I've never written a script. What the hell do I know what I'm talking? But it is, it taps into something where it just kept drawing me in, even though, yeah. and some of the, you know, it's 10 people writing it. One of the guys is the Harold and Kumar. He writes all those things. And so oh, yeah. there's occasionally like a really good joke. And then I'm like, okay, I'm in. That was really funny and unexpected. I've been loving Cobra Kai and I've never, <laughs> I started, started as a full on hate watch 
And I'm this I, is I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Georgia had the exact. This is so funny because <laughs> the last on the last My Favorite Murder, Georgia said the exact same thing where like they started watching just because there was nothing else to do. And then they were binging it and they couldn't stop watching it and they loved it. Yeah, it's totally you're right. It's combined for young teenagers and their parents who grew up as teenagers watching. Yeah. I mean, because that's actually very satisfying. Like, I love the idea that your sister gets to sit there with her kids and she knows what's going on and they're like, oh, it's a show. You know what I mean? Like, it's very inclusive. What is your friend's name? Ken Daly. Ken Daly. Hi. Uh, we got Rob Garrison. He's done he it was all. The, uh, that my sister and I used to always quote it because he said the Tommy guy and it said the like, give him a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> give him a body bag. Sure. It was just some of his improv. Give him a body bag and then make him unzip it and get into it. it make him do the work a coroner would normally do. I love where you went with that, Tommy. But could you just shorten it? Less about the coroner and the whole process. You mentioned it embalming at one point. Uh, let's don't, let's not make it a let's not like make it a monologue. Let's just have it be a quick line because you're just you're taunting him. Really, it's not. I love that you prepared things. I love that you brought your own script notes. But the work is great. We love to see it. But we're gonna Zip kill you off lip. in uh, 2020. <laughs> I hope you're okay with that. Uh, yeah, I told and I teared up a couple times. I sure and I can't blame living alone anymore because I just had human interactions. And I thought yeah, I'd come true. home and I'm just right back to being weird. I immediately, <laughs> my plants ran to the door and greeted me. I immediately went crazy. Is that yes. cat pee, guys? No, we don't know what you're talking about. Oh, plants. I didn't do anything. I didn't uh, pee at all while you were gone. What's this puddle under you, fern? <laughs> I named the fern fern. It seemed logical. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, the, fern, the name fern would be good for a, oh, I was going to say dog, but then. It would remind you of where the red fern grows. That's not oh, good. I mean that. That's one of the only books I remember reading as a kid. And there is a point where he gets in a fight, and some kid stomps on his feet with combat boots or with cowboy boots, mm -hmm. and it really stuck out to me. Also, those dogs die. They die. Uh, the spoiler dogs alert. die, don't they? Guys, spoiler alert for where the red fern grows. Hey. If you're going to grammar <laughs> school in 1975 right now, we're going to really ruin this book for you. That probably isn't in print anymore. I wonder if they still make grammar school kids read where the red fern grows because that would actually impact a child negatively, which they don't like doing anymore the way they did in the 70s and 80s with us. Yeah, yeah. They used to like to, to give you a little bit of trauma reading. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. You you put these dogs on the front of the book and they're his best friends and it's a whole thing. And then they're dead. OK, thank you. Yeah. Cool. So, and that you're saying that's the way that's one of the many things I'm going to experience in life that are going to be really negative. They okay. also did you have to read The Outsiders? Oh, I fucking loved The Outsiders. I read I, all of those S.E. Hinton books. I, I hadn't read. I, you know, I, of course, grew up watching the, the movie. I grew up the, uh, continually over and over watching it. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> and I love the uh, Stay Gold Stevie Wonder song out. But hell yeah, we uh, that book. It's get really lost hood. <laughs> Diane Lane yells that at Matt Dillon at the movie theater. It's the best thing. Of Mustang's all time. a tough car. Uh, yeah, I was way into the movie, but the book is sad. Like the whole where he runs oh, yeah. in and gets burnt. I mean, that was I that stuck with me. That really also, those boys are just kind of on their own. That idea that parents would just kind of like, you know, either die or move away or something would happen. And it, then it's like, oh, and then it's just a house of boys. Yeah. First of all, it's it very appealing to me of like, now where's this house of boys on the wrong side of the tracks? But <laughs> that are all like ripped adults. They're ripped and they're and they they're all sleeveless in some way. They're yeah. very and their hair's greased down or whatever. But I think I've told you this for sure. But my dad would always read every book we were reading. Um, so he and so basically so he could make joke references to us. So he after we all that's read sweet. the outsiders. I really like that he did that. Yeah, it's he's a he was a good, excellent father. A plus. But um, <laughs> he read that book and then wouldn't stop calling me and my sister Pony Boy and Soda Pop. And he thought it, it was just him being he never stopped trying to embarrass us at all times. So then he'd like come and stand in the doorway. You're like, what are you doing, Soda Pop? What's up, Pony Boy? And we'd be like, Dad, stop it. You're ruining it. While you had friends over. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I, I uh, yeah, I, I was traumatized by that book. I don't. It was rough. Wait, I have one more anecdote about the outsiders. Yes. Cause you know, that movie hit when I was 12. So uh-huh. it was, it was a very big deal and it was essentially like junior high magic Mike in 1982. You oh, know what totally. I mean? It was a yeah, big yeah. deal. <laughs> 83, 83, maybe. Um, so a girl in my class, Veronica Froschel had a birthday slumber party. Me and my friend Holly went to it and part of the party was we were going to see the outsiders, the nine o'clock show. At the one movie theater in town. While we were walking into the theater, all the people from the eight o'clock show or the 730 show were coming out. And some of them, it turned into kind of this hilarious junior high social hour because there's all these like 12 year olds and 14 year olds in this movie theater Uh coming in and going out. So we all come in and sit down in our seats. And this girl in my class, Shemaine Rosales, who is a hilarious person, but she was a bit of a. uh, The window washers have made their way in. Oh, yeah. they're washing something. Sorry, they're oh, washing okay. something on the side of the house. I was just like, it's, it's that sound like in a movie where it's like, oh, the second floor, there, there's a water sound and then it drip, drip and the whole thing falls in on you. Yeah, um, yeah. like the money pit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I have money pit fears for, with this house. It's a traumatic, but another traumatic As we're film. sitting there, Shemaine Rosales walks <laughs> up the aisle and I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> this girl in my class. She squats down next to me and the hill, uh, another spoiler alert, everybody. It's another one coming 40 years after. Or so uh, she squats down next to my chair and looks at me and goes, Johnny dies. <laughs> and then she leaves. <laughs> and she said it. Her tone of voice was like, look, I'm real. I care about you. I need to tell you this. And she fucking ruined the movie. <laughs> what? Did it, what did she do it as a joke? Or was she like, I don't want you to see this and burst into tears. So I'm going to break it to you. easily." No, it was like a joke. <laughs> she loved she was savoring the opportunity to ruin the movie for me. But in a way that like, I mean, these are this is. This is 13-year-old girl politics that I'm letting you in on right now. I don't think she liked me. I later on found out that I was she tried to be nice to me when I very first got to that school. And I I guess I wasn't reciprocating her niceness, but I was scared shitless because I was switching schools in sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. So I don't she somehow I like it was like suddenly I was she was like, I'm going to fucking take her down type of thing. But it was stuff like that where it's just like, wow, you're the worst person of all time. There's it was hilarious. I went through the same thing. I, I it was all new kids in sixth grade and I didn't know anyone. And mm. uh, yeah, there was a lot of no one likes me. No, and then at the end of the year, <laughs> everyone huge comeback. Everyone huge comeback. Huge, huge comeback. comeback. But it wasn't without a little work. Yeah, it always is. You know why? Because the funny kids fuck it up early. We're anxiety ridden, and our, we use comedy to kind of like get what we want. But you have to learn how to do that. By doing it incorrectly when you're 12, essentially. Yeah. That was my thing where people like when I was older and people would be like, oh, my God, everything you say is funny. And it's like, it hasn't always been like this. It used to be that everything I said wasn't funny. But then I just kept trying and learned from my own mistakes. Yeah, of course, you have to learn and get good at it. If that's going to be your thing, you want to be good yeah. at it. And that's what I did, too. I'm like, I'll just make everyone laugh and I won't get beat up like my dad did. All of my stories, because they moved around a lot. My grandpa was a truck driver. I think that was the reason. And my grandma was a teacher. My dad was constantly in different schools. And he just had to fight the bully everywhere he went. And I'm I, so I thought that's what it was going to be like for me. And I was constantly petrified that I was going to just get beat up. And it never, never really happened. You never really got beat up, right? Um, not until I was older and maybe deserved it or was... And um, maybe mouthed off a, a yes. little bit to the security guard at yes. the uh, Bridgetown after yes. party. My dad was tough. Maybe <laughs> I'm tough too. And that's I'm a, not. I'm not. That's a real story. The one I just referenced. Remember, you got into that fight. Oh, man. With the security guard who was an actual police officer? <laughs> it was a woman. Oh, well... She I, was not an actual police officer. She was a security guard. She was an off-duty police officer that was doing security stuff on the side. Oh. And oh, for oh. some reason that... And so, I... From Charlene, I got her phone number. I got this cop's <gasps> phone number and I texted oh, that's her. Right. I said, I'm very sorry. I was being a drunken fool last night. 
And she texted back and said, don't worry about it. And I said again, no, I was out of line and you were just doing your job. I was peeing by a dumpster. And she said, she did call me an asshole or an idiot, I think. Yeah. And I didn't know. I just heard a voice and I was like, ah, fuck off. And you, <laughs> and it just went downhill from there. And then she was vaping and I started making, okay, vape cop. I called her vape cop and everyone laughed. And I'm like, yeah. And then I just felt I woke up the next day and felt awful. Uh, and that's when you're the girl that you were seeing. You got kicked out of the party and then she pretended she didn't see you kicked out and kept dancing with some <laughs> dipshit. And I, I remember you making eye contact with me and I was like, I have to go out a side door. This is getting so fucking high school. <laughs> like, can you get her? I can't get her. Just like, what? She doesn't want to yeah. leave with you. <laughs> she uh, she immediately got married to someone and has a baby now. <laughs> she just immediately. Oh, good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Perfect. And then I was going to drive through that. I was going to go to Portland and then go down through your stomping grounds and go to the Bay Area. And it was just so hazardously smoky. So on fire. I just uh, I really wanted to go to Monterey and camp. I got a new tent and I wanted to use it. And uh, I decided. No camping right now, please. But speaking of the Bay Area, somebody has virtual season tickets. Well, I am a cardboard cutout at the 49ers game. How come, Chris? Uh, there are a friend of our podcast, Lauren Cannon, works for the uh, 49ers, and she said, send your picture. And so I had a little photo shoot with my friend, Athena, who's an amazing photographer, and I wanted to dress. I just, for some reason, I wanted to dress like an old oil man or like like a business version of a 49er, like a, I just went. Uh, business cowboy because I also want to have a picture like that on a on a business card and my mm-hmm. friend uh, and uh, Athena they have a cattle dog like a blue healer and I just have these photos with this blue healer and I look like a professional cowboy and that is a cutout right next to Blossom uh, I gotta say this is like the th- uh, this is like the third story where you even though it's our <laughs> podcast you're getting shit and I don't get it. It's a person. It, it, she's a personal friend. I uh-huh. met her in San Francisco and we've stayed mm-hmm. in touch. It's, it's right. separate. We have a, a, a side from the podcast. She just and now she likes my stand up and she wanted Chris Fairbanks, the stand up comedian from Rescue Cactus. I see. I'm hearing what the truth is here. Formerly. I'm, I'm hearing it. Formerly. Yep. She was introduced through our podcast. And I bet uh-huh. if I, uh-huh. if I, she no. just didn't want to bother you. I, no, I don't want, it's I, too late now. I no, you, there's an empty space for you <laughs> and a cardboard, a piece of cardboard waiting to be printed I'm on. I'm from there. My father's been following the, the 49ers since they've been good, then shitty, I then know. kind of good, then really I shitty, then getting better. I don't deserve it. My father is a Raiders <laughs> man. But now I see you're upset. What? Your cord and your earphone cords are tangling. <laughs> I, 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 I'm jealous. I will, I'm jealous of everything. I will do what I can. Meanwhile, behind me, there's like purple mattresses stacking up. I never am not given the free things constantly because of my I, podcast. No, no, it's I okay. I want what you have. No, it's okay. I got the purple mattress stress. Uh, the, that purple thing that you threw in the air the one time we were recording. <laughs> yeah. I got one and it's just... I think it's an example of the, the, the material in the mattress. I think yeah, that, that it is. inside mm-hmm. it is indeed purple. And it is the most, I can't stop playing with it. <laughs> I can't stop holding it. I don't know what to do with it. Stick pens in it. I don't know. You know what's what- funny? I did Jimmy Pardo's podcast recently and he had the exact same. He goes, Jesus Christ, you got one of these? And I'm like, well, I actually got a full mattress. And then he got really mad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but he goes, he did. well, oh, great, whatever. And he's like, well, they send us these. And I can't stop touching it. And I'm like, well, I had one. I threw that one away because I realized in quarantine, I was like, that's probably the dirtiest thing in this entire house because I won't stop touching it. You know what you can get? They have these UV or infrared little boxes and you can put your masks and your phone in it. It's cheap and available uh, wherever you find your UV boxes, <laughs> Amazon or something. But it to will kill. disinfect your phone with light huh. or your little mattress squeezy thing or your masks. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just my friend had one. And I used it and I'm like, I'm getting I'm getting one. 
honestly and sincerely, congratulations about your cardboard cutout of the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. What, uh, the, the name of the actress that played Blossom. Um, Ma'am uh, Bialik? Ma'am. I'm right next to her and then another actress <laughs> who I don't know, I think maybe was a... A YouTube famous person turned actress. I Google. I hadn't watched oh. anything she'd done. Lily but Singh. I'm, I'm just rubbing it in more. I'm in between. Uh, yeah, you are. I'm in good company. Between <laughs> famous two, people two that funny. this girl loves. Yes. Chris and Maya Bialik. Yep. 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 Chris so, and Blossom. Just making it show. worse. If it's On any consolation, crackle. my shoulder didn't quite line up to the cutout. You're supposed oh, to. Oh, that stand. does help me. That, yeah. That does feel good. It's not, it didn't, you know, I could have done a better job. I think I maybe kind of blew it by standing with the dog, but the dog is in it. So if you watch, I'm in the third row of the end zone. If you watch, it's Shit. just a cowboy with a dog in his lap. It's Chris Fairbanks. Yeah. Wait, so we could actually, when the 49ers play, oh, we yeah. could actually watch and try to find you. If they're getting some TDs. Touchdowns. <laughs> Touchdowns, right. I yeah. thought you said TVs. I'm like, do they get free? Did you get a free TV because you were a cardboard cutout? <laughs> I want a TV. I now, have a TV. I think I will be visible. People, I think they're going to zoom in on it and be like, oh, there's going to be, stop the gameplay for a minute. There's a dog <laughs> in the audience. I keep having this dream. A, p- a player passes the ball up to the dog. No one takes it. He's just holding it up there. You know? <laughs> the guy that just made the, the touchdowns. Like, this one's for you, buddy. No, everyone's like, it's not a person. I especially love the photo because this is a dog. Healers will, like at my at my friend Ross's, uh, I should say last night names like you do. Ross Peterson's. Uh, Ross Peterson. You know everyone's last name. It's incredible. But I well, do know, you know him. why. Oftentimes, I call people by their first and last name, depending okay. on the personality. It, depending, if you're like a person that's their first and last name, it's like it's a little bit of a, a yeah, it's just a habit. I think. Yeah, no, I think anyone would appreciate it. I love it when people <laughs> say, "Hello, Chris Fairbanks." Yeah, right. It so feels official. good. Yeah, you care uh, to know both the words that are my yes. moniker. And it's almost kind of saying Mr. But it's like, I'm not going to call you Mr. Because I know you personally, but you're still a little you're not close to me. You're still a concept as well, well then, as a person. Well, then call me doctor. <laughs> I uh, I this dog, though, at at we were in a group in a field. We were just the bachelor party was just shooting BB guns at cans in a field <laughs> in my camp. And this when we were the walking, sexiest thing to all. Oh, boys. God. And yeah, we uh, the, the just sultry photos where a lot of photos were taken. A lot of shirtless, <laughs> a lot of dirt, a lot of carrying logs over to where we were shooting BB and a lot of getting nice. shot by BBs. I have scars from it. Uh, <laughs> but this dog would when we weren't in a group, its instincts to herd cattle kick in and it would nip you in the ankles, which sounds Painful, painful but it was just a surprise and that and this dog would always bark at me and i thought always hated me and over the years this dog has learned to love me and in these photos it looks like we are the best of friends <laughs> and we look related almost it is so sorry if you guys were shooting bb guns but then it, then two of you went off to find new cans or some weird shit like yeah, that Kadugan, the dog would go round them up and make sure they came back Kadugan is named after killer Kadugan, i believe from a wrestling episode of Ren and Stimpy that used to make us laugh. Anyway, Cadogan okay. would run and yeah, <laughs> you got to get back with the group and he'd bark Come and, on. And, and nip at your ankles until you're back with everyone and then the dog would relax. There's a real good, that made me think, there's a real good overhead drone footage of a, uh, a sh- sh- shepherd, a one of those dogs. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if it's an Australian dog. Shepherd. Yeah. Actually doing that with sheep and you see it run, but it's it's so high above that you get the entire picture of what the dog is doing and you watch as these sheep spiral into their pens and it's all because the way the dog runs and the directions and it is gorgeous. If you're yeah. looking for something soothing and fascinating, it's the coolest. Yeah, it's like watching birds fly around in weird formations and it proves how yeah. smart those dogs are. They're like, oh, I'm going to fake you out and I'm going to juke you over here and then yep. I'm going to get everyone confused and then I'll come from the side and that'll get and you in the gate. It's like a boom. person yep. a person wouldn't even know how to do that. No, no. You'd have They're to like, fascinating. You'd have to run and everyone's try. I tried it with chickens for some I hosted some game show called Who's Most Loved by Animals. It was a remake of a <laughs> Japanese show. 
And for Wait, one, sorry, of, that's the title they went with. Who's yeah, most, most loved, loved by, animal? by animals? I think it was what uh, uh, you know what the Japanese show was called, and it was sure. uh, translated. Oh, uh, just a direct translation. Got yeah, it. yeah. And there was a a guy from Japan that was not. I don't think he was happy with how our version of his show was going. I. But Not at one surprised. point, we had to herd chickens, and you got some <laughs> seed, and you had to get some chickens through this little runway into this pen, and no one could do it, and a no. dog, a dog could immediately do it. Like I, w- I made a a little, you know, a little trail, a breadcrumb trail, <laughs> thinking they would all just eat together, and then it yeah. just turned into me yelling, and and then they'd get scared and go in different directions. I was terrible. Yep. I'm a terrible herder. No, dogs, leave it to dogs, please. Yes, a. it is. And yeah. B, chickens, you can't rely on chickens for any kind of critical thinking, any logic-based anything. They are not going to do what you want. I was just, I was just thinking, though, because I, ha- I do, my brain does this automatically. If someone goes, I worked on a show, here was the, here's the concept, here's what we did, <laughs> then I start writing alternate pitches because that's my bizarre compulsive brain of I have to get this job too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I have to. And the first thing I thought of is they should have done that with like eight geese. Have you ever been around a fucking goose? They're so horrible and they're scary and intimidating. Mean. And I don't know what I think they're going to do to me. They're going to goose you. That's what well, they're going to do. They will goose you. They put they their hiss. beak right in your butt. The problem with them is they hiss. And so they're really, they're pretty, then they're super scary. And when they hiss at you, you can see tiny shark teeth in their creepy beaks. Yeah, they have those, yeah, they have little sharp beaks. Horrible little teeth, yes. For what? Tearing meat? And they'll come at you too. They go, they put their long neck down and their head gets real low and they run at you like, but Aunt Jean had two geese, Maud and Clyde or some shit like that. And they would chase us around the barnyard constantly like as children that it, it, they were horrible yeah they're i mean you can i that's your whole evening if you start googling geese attacking humans you've got <laughs> you're done for the night make some popcorn baby <laughs> baby <laughs> you're in you're in for the evening <laughs> yeah you don't need to go outside for at least two days once you get that Chris, geese train mm-hmm. let's go back quickly to the uh, verbal scrapbook that yeah. we were scrapbooking yes let's yes. just say Overall, month and mm-hmm. a half is quite some time to yes. stay uh, to stay away, especially when it was supposed to be two weeks. Yes, and yeah, you truly. gave me permission now, to stay for a month. I did. Yeah, I like to do that where I come through and act like it's my choice in your life, yeah. and then I go, "You can, yes, feel free to. You're fine." And you said all I have to do is tidy up and clean the dishes every once in a while, and that's what I did. Did I really? Yeah, say that? you did. <laughs> you gave me did, instructions. And- at the end of the visit, did your stepmom say, thank you, Christopher, and you've been so helpful? Not uh, not outright, but I could. I, With her eyes? We had a good we had a good time. And I think uh, I was I didn't feel like I was a burden, but it was time to leave because looming above them is the fact that I was meeting with my friends and skateboarding and camping and they don't know. They might think that I'm in a room or in a house with a bunch of people threatening their lives every time oh, I come yes. home. Yes, and true. I don't have that pressure here. So that's kind of the only reason I came home. Cause I, I could keep yeah. staying there. We could keep doing this. I don't know right. when we might start driving again, but that's really the only thing keeping me in this city is you. Karen. <laughs> I was, lo- I was looking at real estate in Montana. Like I don't, you know, everyone's kind of, doesn't it's so uncertain but i uh yes i people need to go places where they can pay for stuff which is not major cities right which needs to change yeah they need to go to places where they know other people where they can have some community because it's really terrible to be like in lockdown alone in a city and like your friends are moving away or you just don't get to see them or whatever i mean it is it is a it's bizarre. I do not. I'm anybody that moves home. I'm like, hell yes. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But People the whole time there, you know, I was just regressed. I felt like a, a 17 year old on summer vacation. Like I don't have any worries. And after a while that will wear on you because it's like, OK, I have to do something worthwhile. I have to be at least available to audition for distanced commercial shoots or whatever (laughs) something will happen where i will realize oh it's a good thing i'm home yeah Uh, at no point was that going to happen in montana i was just going to keep blissfully 
not doing anything and I want to be doing something. That's all. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's hard to, I used to have like true panic attacks when I would go home for like Christmas or a holiday, especially when I was younger, because Los Angeles does have this uh, vibe where like, if you're not in, in town and something comes up, there are 15,000 people who will do it instead of you. It's not like you're the special one, no matter what level you are at. Like, it's not like that. So there's definitely that, especially as for stand-up comics, it's very true. So, oh, it's like, and I know it. It's I've had it that way. When I leave for three weeks or a month, I come home and I'm like, oh, I'm not on any shows. Yeah, and I'm out of the improv's rotation. I'm I'm out of the game. I ruined everything just by. Uh, but right now, everyone is. Uh, you know, nothing's happening. Everyone's so, in the game. Yeah. So I. Uh, I didn't feel yeah. too bad about it, but I am glad that I came home and there isn't smoke everywhere. And it seems relatively. The- you came home at the perfect time because all the smoke just well, there's still a little bit in the valley, but it's yeah. nothing like like it was. Thank God. Now that you're home and you've absorbed a little bit back into the city, a little. What yeah. is the thing you missed? I miss my friend Jim. I hung out with him last night. Jim Hamilton, the famous comedian. Yes. Yes. The famous uh, joke writing master. Uh, yep. Jim Hamilton and mm-hmm. uh, so, a and, true original. Oh God! What if I can't think of a second thing? Uh, <laughs> I uh, Gelsons. Yeah, I I I missed all my Hello Freshes come here. Uh, I like my apartment. <laughs> yeah, I that's that was one of the things I had all these little furniture things I was getting from from thrift stores in Montana. I was excited to set them up in my apartment and these paintings. Like it has to be something like that that gets me excited to come home. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Did you get some good pieces in the thrift stores? I did. I mean, I got I got more stuff from my dad. I have a reel to reel player with all these reels of his radio work. And he's (gasps) so good. I I bet he is. I'm going to get it transferred. It doesn't even sound like him. He is a broadcast his voice i mean we kind of sound similar now but i listen to him mm. when he's in his early 20s yeah i know he's no no he did a level. time remember he did a little bit of the voice at the very end where he was like will chris and care he did it yeah, yeah like a p- announcer voice and it was like whoa it was Who the was coolest that? it sounded yeah. like what the radio used to sound like back when there was four choices and there was like three announcers, you know, he's one of those guys. Some of it, he did a radio show with this other friend of his, uh, this eccentric guy, uh, Dave Bennett, and they did some comedy routine stuff too. And I've never heard it. And now I have the player. I can just listen to it on reel to reel, but I'm going to get it transferred. You can listen to digitally. it and you can steal any joke you like because the statute of limitations is up on that material. Yeah. Yeah. I'll steal. It's jokes. all your, just steal their act. You've I'll got the new, uh, 1000 year old man routine that's waiting. what that's what Polly shore's dad did he well <laughs> my dad would write jokes for him and then he wouldn't pay he'd say he was gonna pay him and then he didn't pay <laughs> for real uh, yeah yeah i i i one time i ended up sitting near Polly shore and i or he was on this show that i used to write for and he was a guest and i said my dad said that he would sell some of his uh, topical jokes that he did on radio to your dad. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember my dad used to get a lot of jokes from radio guys because they would. Re- it's just a way to source material. But what yeah. he didn't. I Then I said, yeah, he never paid him. Of course, I had to make it awkward. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I don't work the store because I offended. <laughs> that's not the only reason. Th- no, it's parking, <laughs> parking. Parking. parking is a monster. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to park at Barney's Beanery and run up the hill and be sweaty to not do a set <laughs> and just sit and be sweaty and think I'm not part of this boys club. You actually said <laughs> Bully Shorty wouldn't pay. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why did I do that? It's just, it's a, it's your innate need to create moments, special moments. One time, life. and I don't, this is probably why, but when Sarah S- Silverman would have those parties and you were there at this one. The one where we kept pretending we were going to jump off the roof. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do every time <laughs> I'm there. Why is there no handrail? There is a railing, but it's like thigh high. It's a perfect place to die. Uh but Jessica Alba was there and we had just had this skateboarder, Steve Alba, mm-hmm. that 
always said he was her cousin. And so I, she came up and bummed a cigarette from Henry Phillips. And I, it was so awkward. I was like, um, is Steve Alba really your cousin? And then she got all stone faced and she was like, yeah, he was really weird to me when I was a kid. Like I, she didn't get into it, but I was like, Oh, of course, of course I bring up someone that traumatized her as a child. I, uh, I just always say the wrong thing. It's like, it's but, a- but also at that party, that's what the whole party was because there would be this very odd mix of incredibly famous people yeah. and comics. And yeah. that is a deadly combination because comics can't control themselves. I can't. Our, and you're not alone. <laughs> our instincts are to say a thing that sound good in our head. And only when we hear it out loud, do we go, oh, you could also take this this other way. Yeah. That happens to me all the time where I think I'm being friendly, but I'm so goddamn like passive aggressive and aggro that then I say it. And then the person goes, oh, uh, I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, no, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to confront you, but I am. Yeah. Now that I hear myself, I yeah. am actually yeah. confronting God damn it. I just remember her walking away and me saying, sorry, that's all I remember. <laughs> and she said, she said when she got a cigarette from Henry, she's like, so what are you guys doing here? Just like conversation starter. And Henry was like, we're friends with Sarah. She invited us. And then she was like, yeah, I figure that's probably the case with everyone at her party. <laughs> And then Henry was like, I'm an idiot. God, <laughs> it was, we were such yeah, but dorks. I'm sorry. Uh, as a person who is me, it is neutral on Jessica Alba. She asked the fucking question. She that, did. Then she, you're she, right. Think of a better icebreaker friend. Yeah. How about you walk up and you go with, this is my favorite. Um, you know, Danielle Kramer who runs. Yes, exactly, of course. Right? She's the best. She, uh, we were on a meeting the other day and she and Katrina, who is our uh, mind-bogglingly genius business affairs lawyer, they said that they started an interview the other day by saying, do you like Halloween? (laughs) And the idea of that made me laugh so hard because it's like we were, and Katrina goes, it's a good question if you think about it. And I'm like, no, it's actually a make or break. Like I would ask that. And if someone's like, no, I think it's stupid. I'd be like, and I think you're stupid. Goodbye. Like it's actually the best holiday. You dipshit. Goodbye. And then if somebody says yes, you're now off and running into best costumes, best candy, yeah. you know, best memory or whatever. Yeah, I got it. it and especially as you uh, get further and further into adulthood, Christmas, because it, it was, uh, nothing could compete with Christmas when I was young. And now it's I'm starting to feel that, oh, God, I got to go shopping. Halloween yeah. is just dress up and have fun. And every year yep. I have pretty lofty costume. I have to do another optical illusion where it's fake legs and I'm holding yeah. I I have to do something this year. You have to invent a new version of it. Yeah, yeah, I really have to. Even if I'm just wearing it and no kids come to my door and there's no party, which probably is how it's going to be this year. Of course, that's how it it's going to be. Yeah, it's definitely going to be that I way. I still got to make a costume and at least take hey, a picture Hey, do you want to go it. and let's collect up spittle from other people's houses <laughs> and then just see and eat it and see if we get this t- terrible disease or not. That was one of my fears. I, as a kid, they just tell you that every carameled apple you're going to get is going to have a razor blade in it. Yeah. I don't know if they did that happen ever. I mean, you know, it's funny. And I will refer you now to some episode of my favorite murder. I can't remember. Did Stephen Lee? Um, uh, (laughs) It's just his forehead is still there. Did your stool break? His stool broke. He literally just popped up like a gopher in the the gopher game. Um, Whack-a-mole. Yes, he just... I have a new desk chair, so it's just very comfortable. (laughs) No, sorry, Stephen. But remember when Georgia did, she actually went over the myths of Halloween. of, And there was a little girl who got killed by a creep in her neighborhood because she went up to the door alone. And that's when all of the stuff started. But that was a true you know some psycho opened the door and there was a seven-year-old standing there and he Uh, pulled her into the house oh no and ended up murdering her but then there was other ones that all none of them could be traced back oh except for maybe the um uh pixie stick (laughs) razor blades never actually happened there's no nothing on record it was episode 143 you thank you steven um if you want 
is I would I swear I wouldn't normally do this, but I w- when Georgia did it, I was like, this is fascinating because she goes through basically the stories you hear and kind of why you you have heard. Them. And you did that around Halloween last year or something? Uh, like two years ago. Two yeah. years ago, yeah. Oh, that's weird. So because I was so scared of a razor blade being in a wrapped candy bar. They really, that's right. one of the things it's like in the eighties as a child, you're scared of nuclear war and razor yep. blades in your candy. That's right. Kids these days never, they don't appreciate that. They don't have to fear razor blades all the time. They yeah. don't even, that's not even a part of life. They're just more logical. They're like, what are the chances someone's going to do that? And they go on with their day where yeah. I had crippling anxiety <laughs> and I, w- I had my bag of candy all year. I'd had, I'd carefully eat one piece. I'd break it up with my fingers and put it in and taste for poison <laughs> as if I know what poison tastes like. That's and, a, well, you may have had a light, a light case of maybe anorexia. Perhaps. I mean, I and also after each piece of candy, I would brush my teeth and my dad would come in and be like, you don't have to brush your teeth after each piece of candy because then I'd eat another one. Let's see how the toothpaste changes chocolate. Ew. You mean ruins it permanently? That's terrible. Speaking of candy, I got a pack and this is going to be another situation. Hopefully you got some chocolates from Australia, too. (laughs) I didn't. From at Dallas and Fern. She brought it's. And it's the same as your Canadian. I just want to make sure that when you open these boxes, it, that my name isn't on them, and that but you're just going like it's me in my life. People right? like, that's it not just happening. Says, Dear Chris. Okay. Well, then that's yours. Look straight up. Yes. If it said this is for Karen too, I will. I said it. As, well, I had these Kit Kats for you. And I had them for months in my freezer. Then COVID hit. And I, I got to be honest, there was just one night I wasn't having a great day. And I ate all the Kit Kats. And those were your Kit Kats. They were given to me. I was told not to eat them. They said, you can have the matcha one. These are for Karen. They're the Canadian milk chocolate. There's no wax in them. They they melt yes. in your hands. And I ate them yep. all. I ate them all, Karen. They're, They're your so good. Kit Kats. Look, hey, th- first of all, thank you for this honesty. This is what I'm looking for. I ultimately, it's it's better than candy. After each one, I said, thank you, Karen. <laughs> I do not blame you because those Canadian Kit Kats are the best candy that exists on the planet. So like if they had given me eight Kit Kats to give you, I would have never told you. Yeah. I would have never given them to you. It would have been my dirty secret for the rest of my life because it's that good. That's it's how good that about candy that is. I don't in America. Uh, not to be anti-American, but here we go. Again. We're getting into it. Hate to get Again. political. They put <laughs> wax in chocolate here. Mm-hmm. They do something, and it's not the same. It's it. The the minute you're holding a Canadian chocolate item, it just first of all it just starts melting in your hand. You need yep. napkins and silverware. You got to get a plate because this thing it it just dissipates. It's so oh, it's uh, my mouth is watering now. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I have to show you this picture. <laughs> this just scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> um, the w- the window guy just came up the ladder and then popped up <laughs> over the computer, and I saw I saw him and you guys. So he I pulled a Stephen. He pulled you. a whack a mole. He did, he popped up like Stephen. <laughs> yeah. He but just, in a place where no one ever goes because he, it's my window. He just got a new comfortable ladder. Also, he told me when he first started working that he is third generation window washing company. Oh, he must his whole, be good. His family's been doing it for years. It's amazing what I'm watching right now. I'm trying not to make a big deal about it, but he's you know doing what it that real means. fast and real good. No streaks. No. I'm going to do it. It's time to wash my windows and I'm going to do it. Yeah. You got to get down to a CVS friend. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got says it. that? It's that, that you're selling Greg Barrett. <laughs> Friend. <laughs> Friend. Oh, I haven't talked to Greg Barrett so long. That just reminded me. I, I he was, texted me about eight months ago and I never texted him yeah, back. God I, damn it. Yeah. It, it's same with me. A long time ago, he just checked in and said nice things. And of course, Shit. yeah, let's call Greg Barrett. Yes, for sure. Let's both do that. Oh, I hate that. I do that all the time because people text me and I'm doing something. I read the text and then it gets pushed down. And then yeah. I just kind of never look again. Hey, we're And popular. then every once in a while, like once a month, I'll be laying on the couch like on the weekend and I'll look through like my past 50 texts and then go, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. They all they add up. And then if you if you're not paying attention, texts, everything, 
It's Relationships such, crumble. Yes. You're they alone. Do. It's Everyone COVID takes it and personally. You're alone. Yeah. And then all of, of a sudden. Of course they do. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? But I yeah. swear it's just because other more important stuff came up. <laughs> it's just that more attractive people are texting. Right. I have it on a looks based basis. My thing is, are you married? <laughs> you get bumped down automatically. Do you already have a relationship? <laughs> Goodbye. I don't care. I need the hot singles in my area to take up the first 30 exactly. decks. Oh, I consider Please. wardrobe, everything. Where you live, <laughs> the likelihood that we'll have lunch. I'm sorry. It's all it's all being considered. That's one of the things I like more about living uh, in the middle of Los Angeles. No one was ever wanting to even reach out to me when I lived in Venice because they would think, well, when am I ever going to see him? He lives in Venice. Yes. Now I'm in the mix, Karen. Yeah, I know. You're really you're you're there with your bowling league. You won't share with me, even though you pretend you're going to every time and you never do. This is I'm not, I'm really being confrontational the no. second you get back to town. Hey, you're I, you're right. I've left. Hey, hey. <laughs> I've taken advantage. I've never gone bowling with you. I go with my bowling buddies and that's something we could do. You I, see the I'm, sexism. I'm going to get a okay, ball. Good. Well, it's just Are you? those. Yeah, I need a ball. I need a ball that fits with my fingers. That fits your fingers? Yes. Yep. Because it makes a huge difference and they're weighted and you can learn to give it the English and kiss the old gutter, have it carved (laughs) back in. That's how you get strikes, Karen. All these That's how you get strikes and that's how you get babes at the bowling alley by doing the old whip around. They love it. They love it. Oh, did you hear him kiss the gutter? (laughs) They're like, you know. I hear he kisses gutters. (laughs) Oh, she got the wrong idea. She's clearly not a bowler girl. (laughs) Meet me in the bathroom. We're going to talk about these bowlers. <laughs> That's me and my girl posse at the bowling alley. I am. I am going to get a ball. I'm, I'm going to be a bowler. But, you know, right now, the last thing you want to again. Not right now. You can't stick the, your fingers in those holes. And yes, that plus all the experience expiration of how much grunting and groaning and kind of exhaling goes into bowling that's going to make any bowling alley high risk area. i am auto i am like uh yeah i i am very audible uh you can hear me grunting every time i toss the ball because it's it. every bit of strength they really are heavy <laughs> they're heavy and uh yeah i just sound like a tennis player out there <laughs> I sound yeah. I'm a real <laughs> McEnroe when it comes to bowling. Yeah, very grunty, spit, just sweat. I sweat profusely. Do you have a bowling alley in your hometown in Montana? You know they keep closing, but I did grow. I mean, that's what else do you do in a small town? We would go bowling yeah. all the time. I'm good at bowling. I'm good at billiards. That's just stuff <laughs> yeah. you do when you're when you're in a small town. There's no professional There's- billiards players that are from the city. No, they're all from towns of about between four and 19,000. I citizens. bet. I don't. We yeah. could check the statistics on that, Stephen. We sh- and we should. <laughs> um, you don't have to. <laughs> Petaluma. <laughs> Stephen pops up and then goes right back down. Um, Petaluma, when you get off the 101 and you take Petaluma Bo- Boulevard South, which uh-huh. is the exit to get to my parents' house, you pass Boulevard Lanes. Which is because it's on Petaluma Boulevard and it's the bowling alley. And it's been there, I mean, I would guess since the 60s, maybe earlier. It's always been there. And we, I started making my sister, Adrian, and Adrian's kids and everybody go there on the holidays. Like if I was home for Thanksgiving or if I was home for Christmas, I'd be like, come on, we have to all go bowling. And I don't think anyone particularly loves it, but it is a really fun, funny weird hangout and something to do and you get like they're really bad for you but insanely delicious fried food from the place is like the best but then we're all laughing because we're like we're eating french fries and then going to bowl and then coming back be like do you have the who's got a wet nap like it's the funniest i feel like i'm not fun to bowl with i'm a little weird about not being good at things I get frustrated when I golf and I, which these are, they're hard. There's people, that's why there's professionals. It's like hard to be good at it, but I do. It's hard to be good at it. I get a little frustrated when I bowl. I've seen you, uh, I've seen you walk away from a quiplash Zoom uh, game with comedians and just go start doing pull-ups because you couldn't get your sound to work. You know, I was riddled with anger. (laughs) That was really funny. Because I was doing well. I was winning. And then you were, I you were the winner and I, every time I kept your answer was the funniest. The app off my phone and then you have to re-log in. I kept screwing myself and I didn't 
think I was ever competitive because growing up, I just wanted to skateboard and do things that are solo sports. I didn't like team sports. So I've always said I'm not competitive, but I'm a monster. Yeah. I'm so competitive. Yeah. And I didn't realize it. I, I got a fit and I'm, I pout and I throw little fits. I'm a real son of a bitch, Karen. <laughs> but that's the kind of personal fuel that gets you to the point where you, you, you get good at things. So you can kiss the gutter. You have to care. And also, and you can't be like, I care, but not so much that it doesn't injure my ego when I'm bad. If you suck, you suck. No one wants to suck at anything. Right. So, of course, we all have these reactions. If you're sucking a little bit, you're just like, there's nothing more painful than the walk back from having bowled oh, a bowling ball into the gutter. And then everyone's just sitting there staring at you. And you go, oh, not only did they see me fail, but they watched my ass the whole time that I sucked. Like, that's for me, that's a one two punch that hurts my feelings. It hurts me. And on a league night, you're also <laughs> affecting the rest of the team and you're standing. You're in the roster. You're affecting your environment. I'm afraid that the Holloway won't even have a bowling league next year because of me stinking it up. <laughs> I left a stain with that organization. Should we wrap this down? I'm happy to be in the same town, even though this is the same as if I was in Montana. I know. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. But at least you're a little bit closer. Yeah. We're all in the same time uh, in the same time zone. Yes. That's nice. Yes. I'm happy to be back. I was having mixed feelings, but once I got here and everything was normal and people were walking around and the sun was out and people are smiling and well, I assume they are. They're all wearing masks, but I was <laughs> kind of happy. Crinkly. I was happy. Yeah. You can look at their eyes and tell if they're smiling. Nice. I've been fake smiling where I just give people the eye smile when they look at me. <laughs> It's almost more work to isolate your mouth from your eyes and just smile yes. with your eyes. It's I, But I've gotten good at it. Yeah, you're just squinting at that point. Yeah. I also have noticed that I, if I'm around someone that I do would like to talk to for whatever reason, I do a kind of like an over-the-top silent movie kind of eye expression of like, ah, yeah. you know, like you're, I would, I'm, I'm uh, emoting like 10 times more than I normally yeah. would be. Of like, ah, it, like my voice is very over the top. Everyone, and when we're finally done with this, everyone's going to be acting like they're in a Disney Channel show or something. <laughs> I know. Just it over really the is. top, giant Look, eyes. Nice <laughs> to see you or whatever. <laughs> Why is she acting so raven? <laughs> <laughs> she is so raven. I am. We're all being so raven. <laughs> oh, God, I need a haircut. Our friend of a, uh, the podcast, Annie G. Money. Uh, is lives in Spokane and is friends with my sister. And she was going to cut my hair, but I left that morning that she was available. So I was so She's close like, to cutting it. I mean, look, I don't it, know. Maybe keep going. Just keep going. It's not ever going to go down. It's I no. thought I'm at the point now where I can do a man bun. It's just out of Ooh. hand. OK, I, I, I wouldn't live there for too much longer. You you say I should I should go with the cornrows then. <laughs> I want to I want it to seem like you just took a carnival cruise with your parents to Jamaica and it's 1994. There's, yeah. That's the before only anybody time. was like, guess what, Whitey? No one wants to see big things of your scalp. Every time I've been on a cruise ship. Yeah. There's little white girls with cornrows and I'm like, oh, with something wove into it, like a colored hairpiece. Nah. I nah. think I'll do it. I'm a grown man. I can pull it off. Do what you want. Yeah, you can do. You can <laughs> Corn totally rose do and mustache. Want. Oh, what a terrible look that I'm about to embrace. <laughs> oh, God. Please do not. Oh. I beg you. Okay, I won't. All right. Well, I'm happy to see you, friend. Yes, you too. Welcome home. Thank you. I'm glad you had a nice kind of, you know, nurturing home experience. and then, It was downright spiritual. But I'm more excited now to get my painting because that's yeah, where the Yeah, you're really going to like it. I looked at it again uh, before my dad wrapped it and it's really good. It's so good. It's just really colorful and great composition and, and he's a good painter. He's a great painter. And on that note, <laughs> you've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R! A-R! <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. 
us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we did it perfect.